This is News Talk. Obviously, the paper is continuing to cover the fallout from the Cresta tragedy. Uh, the Irish Daily Mail has a photograph of uh, hundreds of people attending a vigil as mourners prepare for the first funerals today. The headline, When One Hurts, We All Hurt. Dozens of candles lit up Letter Kenny last night as Johnny Gall prepares for the first Cresta victims' funerals today. A lot of the papers and the front pages focus on the individual people who lost their lives. So if you look at the front of the Irish Dilly Mirror. Leona was very special, a little gem. She loved her life. The devastated parents of Donegal blast victim Leona Harper paid an emotional tribute to their girl yesterday. Hugh and Donna Harper described the 14-year-old as a gem who loved life. The Irish Sun looks at Jessica Gallagher. Tributes as funerals begin. Jessica lit up every room. The aunt of blast victim Jessica Gallagher last night told how the beautiful woman lit up every room. Dolores Gallagher paid tribute to her niece, 24, who today becomes the first of the 10 Chrysla dead to be buried. The Irish Daily Star looks at the family, well, looks at uh, James O'Flaherty and its agony family at the removal of James O'Flaherty, who was killed at the petrol station. The headline, Tears for Hero Dad, Son's Life Saved After He Tells Him to Stay in the Car. We'll have more on that in a second. The Irish Independent lament for Chrysler. Nicola Anderson writing from the village, crushing exhaustion and bottomless grief. There's no room for anything else. Time has stood still in Krishna since the devastation wreaked on Friday and the numbness hangs as heavy as the ash grey mist over nearby Muckish Mountain. On the streets of this pretty little Donegal village, frozen faces struggle to find words that can describe the toll taken by these last few unthinkable and nightmarishly unending days. We mentioned there James O'Flaherty, the Irish examiner on its front page, looks at his son. Boy had miracle escape from blast. So news has emerged of one young boy who escaped serious injury. This is Hamish O'Flaherty, whose father James died in the explosion. He was sitting in his dad's car in the service station, looking out the passenger window. The 12-year-old dropped something in the car and leaned forward to pick it up just as the explosion which claimed the lives of 10 people, destroyed the service station and adjacent apartment block. And Daniel Gill, a neighbour of the O'Flaherty family, said that Hamish's actions saved him from a significant injury. Also, the Irish Times, uh, writing from the village, says in Cresla, the longest week continues. The small town with a population of fewer than 400 people looms large in hearts and minds throughout Donegal and far beyond and will remain there through the winter. The indiscriminate tragedy which has stilled the place has made a lasting impression on anyone who has heard about it. How could it not? Uh, And that's the front of the Irish Times and reminding us of the population there of fewer than 400 people. So no surprise that with 10 locals dead that everyone is going to know someone or be related to someone there. Um, So that's what the papers are saying about the tragedy. There are other stories on the front pages too. On the front of the Irish Times, planning approval for more than 1,400 new homes in South Dublin is set to be quashed after Ambor Planola conceded three court cases linked to the work of its former Deputy Chairman, Paul Hyde. The planning authority no longer contesting judicial review cases that were taken against 
fast-track approval it gave for large apartment schemes in Killiney, Blackrock and Milltown. So questions now over what's going to happen, these 1,400 new homes. Paul Hyde, according to the Irish Times, was chairman of the division in charge of fast-track housing before he resigned. Elsewhere in the papers, staying with the Irish Times, it and indeed the Irish Examiner and some of the other papers too have news of a consultant working within the HSE, an emergency department consultant paid €757,000 by the HSE last year, including over half a million euro in historical compensation for working on rest days in previous years. The sum is the highest ever paid by the HSE in one year to a member of staff. So the consultant got €199,000 in basic pay, €36,000 in on-call payments and then €522,000 in compensation rest day payments. The consultant works a one night in two rota and can claim for up to six hours per call according to the time of the week at an hourly rate of €100. 17 consultants sharing €1.86 million in compensatory rest day payments there. So that's according to the HSE's audit. I would imagine there will be further comments by politicians about this in the days to come. Uh, And staying with the Irish Times, under that article, if you are in Dublin and you're trying to work out how much your local property tax is going to be, well it's kind of confusing and it depends on where you live in Dublin. So members of Fingal County Council voted last night to increase the local property tax rate, but then South Dublin County Council and Dunleary Rathdown County Council voted to maintain existing reductions. Fingal Council previously had a 10% reduction in the tax, but councillors this year have voted for a 7.5% reduction for the next two years in order to protect services there. Members of Dunleary Rathdown voted in favour of a motion to maintain its 15% reduction in the tax and in South Dublin County Council they also voted for the 15% reduction there and they also rejected a second proposal that would have bound the council to apply the reduction for two years. So obviously some councillors will have some explaining to do to local people about where the local property tax goes and why it would be reduced or increased and I know it is a hard message to sell for some councillors. Interesting one in the Telegraph, um, if you're wondering about where we are with COVID, reviews of scented candles can act as a heads up for a spike in COVID cases. This is according to scientists and it's an amazing story. So there's been a surge in one-star reviews for Yankee Candles. Very popular product indeed. So a load of people apparently have given one-star reviews for Yankee Candles and what they're saying is that they claim the product has no scent and now it's believed this is likely being driven by people unknowingly suffering from COVID-induced Anosmia, I can't pronounce that word, but anyway, essentially, it's the loss of uh, sense of smell and taste. So people are going online, giving out about their scented Yankee candle, saying they can't get any smell from it. And actually, now scientists are saying, according to the Telegraph, nothing to do with the candle could be due to do with your sense of uh, smell, and that could be linked to some sort of COVID. And customers are again venting their displeasure online because there's festive candles out but scientists say actually that could be to do with COVID so just be aware of that if you buy a scented candle 
um, and you're not getting a smell from it. I'm kind of worried now because I bought a diffuser recently, very expensive diffuser, and I can barely get a smell from it. And I was about to complain about it, but now I'm wondering, is it to do with my own sense of smell? Uh, although I think it's kind of a dud product. But anyway, other stories for you in the papers, also from the Telegraph. You're no longer allowed, say, elderly and pensioner, because that is ageist. This is according to a university. Faculty at the University of Manchester have instead been asked to refer to people over 60 as mature individuals or older people. I actually think this is fair enough. I think the Telegraph is trying to hint that this is PC gone mad or something like that, but I never liked the idea of old age pensioner and elderly and things like that. And of course, if you're over 60 now, you're still very, very young and, you know, the way people are living now, you could have 40 years ahead of you. Uh, So instead they're being told to use older people or just actually call them learners. So if there's older people in the university, just call them students or learners. You don't have to say elderly or OAP. I think it's actually fair enough. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, I think just saying older people is grand rather than elderly or pensioner. Although some might be collecting the pension, it doesn't mean you have to call them a pensioner. Final story, our good old friends, the seagulls, are back in the papers today. Kind of unusual. We only hear about seagulls during the summer when there's little else to write about in the papers, but it is October and we're talking about seagulls because, according to The Sun, politicians want to leave out palace stuffed with contraceptive drugs as part of the war on Ireland's pesky seagull population. Um, Now, the government isn't doing a full cull in urban areas, but one shipper has revealed what seagulls are up to. So you'll all know Beshoffs in Hoth in Dublin. They've told the Irish Sun that uh, seagulls are stealing up to 35 fish and chips from customers a week in Hoth. And they say tourists come to Hoth to enjoy their fish and chips from the shop and then the seagulls they attack. In the summer it could be up to five times a day. Well I won't be going to Hoth, I'm terrified of seagulls. But anyway, five times a day you can have your dinner robbed there. And now a furious Finnegal councillor, Evine Tormey wants Dublin to follow Brussels where they dispense contraceptive corn pellets to pigeons in an effort to reduce their growing population. So she wants it to happen with seagulls as well. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.